Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now back to New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Get ready for Kiwi's Keys to the Game. That's right. Uh, New York Game Day brought to you by Slomans. Call 866-OIL-DEAL to see how much you can save this winter on heating oil. Also brought to you by Eisner Amper. Uh, Eisner Amper develops winning game plans for business. Moving forward together, EisnerAmper.com. Also brought to you by FW Webb and Wheel McLean. Turn to one of FW Webb's 100 plus locations for unparalleled Wheel McLean inventory. Visit FWWeb.com to find a convenient location near you. Also brought to you by Bud Light. Enjoy your game day. Uh, with that being said, Matthias Kiwanuka, Anita Marks, Hour 2 of New York Game Day. You just spoke to uh, Rich Samini. Uh, so give us your three keys to the game. How do the Jets defeat the Minnesota Vikings today, Kiwi? Yeah, like you said, it was great talking to Rich. Um, he always has a you know good insight and good perspective, and he's got his beat on the team. I think it's you know it, it, it's still simple. You know they have to continue to rush the passer without blitzing. That's a, a defensive key, but their secondary is playing well, and so for them, I, I sometimes just good job is good enough you know they need to continue playing at their high standards um but the the big elephant in the room in my opinion number two is they need to empower mike white and keep him out of situations where he feels like he has to win the down or save the drive or win the game and that'll help protect his confidence you know last week was great but moving forward he is going to be tested in certain situations and the less of those situations they can put him in the better and then uh, win the turnover battle. You know, continue to play. Try not to turn the ball over. But on defense, they have to go into it with this mindset. Hey, listen, if things start to get out of hand and not go our way, we need to find a way to create and, and continue to create and make turnovers so that we can get the ball back. I think when you're playing with a quarterback um, who, who has just been thrown in, okay, great. We had a great win. Um, you know, we're riding high. But they have to go in there with the expectation that this is still going to be a defensive game to, to win. So um, continue rushing the pass without blitzing secondary is doing great um empower mike white keep him out of bad situations and then win the turnover battle um let's go to our calls 800-919-3776 we've got ira standing by calling him from staten island ira i'm surprised um well actually jets are away giants are here welcome in never mind blonde moment ira blonde moment i pay a lot of money for my blonde hair i'm allowed one a month (laughs) it happens (laughs) what you got ira Good, well, good morning. I, very good interview with Rich, as always. Listen, you know, it's funny. Coming into here in Minnesota, um, I think they just have a really good chance of winning this game. And I understand the record of the Vikings. I understand Cousin. I understand Jefferson and Cook. I get all of that. The Jets have to make the Vikings one-dimensional today. They're going to get their passing yards. You have to shut Cook down. Because if the Vikings ever establish a run, they're just going to have a long afternoon. But I think they're going to be able to do it. And I think as long as White, you know, plays within the system, does what he, they ask him to do, and the Jets could run the ball a little, I think the Jets are going to get enough pressure on Cousins where they, I think they could have an opportunity to win a close game. And you know what? I think they do for a big-time win, and I think it's going to be today. Kiwi? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I like the optimism. I would say, you know, instead of looking at it from a Mike White play within the system situation, I think because of the energy that he's brought, the enthusiasm, the way that the team has responded to him, I think I would be leaning more towards, you know, giving him the power, like uh, allowing him to be himself. You know, the, the speech for me, or if I was talking to him before the game, which is go out there and play play your ball your ball is what is making this team better so continue to play and and play the way that you feel comfortable uh, a few things I just want to share with you because we're, we're going to uh, switch gears here in, in just a second. Uh, Jordan Renan is going to join us in our next segment, and, uh, and and we're going to do a deep dive into, of course, the Giants matchup uh, going up against Washington today. As we know, Mike White, over 300 yards and, and three touchdowns last week against the Bears, which was really tremendous. Uh, I loved using the word matriculate, right? Because that's what we saw, Kiwi, right? We saw him matriculate down the field, uh, unlike what we've seen Zach Wilson be able to do this season. But again, Again, it's against the Bears, the Bears. And we know they have uh, one of the worst uh, just defenses, period, in the NFL. But here's another thing. Minnesota, their defense, uh, especially against the pass, is not exceptional. They're allowing 7.5 yards per play. Quarterbacks are averaging 70% completion percentage, Kiwi, 70% against this Minnesota defense. And... They've allowed multi-touchdown passes in five of their last six games. And here are the quarterbacks that they have allowed that to. Teddy Bridgewater, Mac Jones, and Heineke. Mm. So, you know, this is, you know, yes, is this a more difficult matchup than the Bears? Absolutely. Uh, But is this going to be a grueling matchup for Mike White? No, it is not. On the opposite side, uh, Cousins was only able to put up a combined 10 points against the Cowboys and the Eagles combined in those games and now he's got to go up against this Jets defense they have the fifth highest pressure rate in the NFL and the third lowest blitz rate in the NFL and Kiwi you know that's the elixir right getting after the quarterback and not having to send an extra body also the Vikings are one of the luckiest teams in the NFL get this they're nine and two with only a plus five point differential marinating that for a minute nine and two with a plus five point differential. Also, I think one of the best matchups today is going to be Justin Jefferson going up against Sauce Gardner. Justin Justin Jefferson runs his routes on the left side of the field 47% of the time. And Sauce Gardner is, you know, commands or is, is not monitors, but that's his island is the left side uh, at 90% of the time. So you've got to think somewhere between 35 to 45% of the time, uh, you're going to see Justin Jefferson go up against Sauce Gardner. That's going to be a good one. Uh, My favorite prop bet, by the way, in this matchup against the Vikings is Garrett Wilson over 58 and a half receiving yards. I can't believe it's that low. I think Garrett Wilson has a monster day against this Minnesota Vikings secondary, especially with Mike White at quarterback. So just to give you some nuggets out there, um, obviously, I know uh, I'm I'm maybe I've already gone uh, to the we we save the last segment. We give you our our scores and our predictions. You know, obviously, I'm, I'm giving you a little peek behind the window in regard to which way I'm leaning. I do like the Jets here today. 
So, uh, but again, we've got uh, Mike Tannenbaum who joins us at the top of the 10 o'clock hour and we'll do a deeper dive into this matchup and give you our score predictions and all the reasons why. Uh, But we are going to switch gears here. We're going to talk about the Giants as they get ready to take on Washington. Both, as I said, when we started the show, both the Giants and the Jets in the driver's seat, able to really command uh, what happens and, and, and if and how they get into the postseason. But these are two games that they absolutely positively uh, need to win. Jordan Renan, who covers the Giants next, right here on 90.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. And Jordan Renan joins us now, taking a break from uh, the ESPN platform uh, on on linear on television to join us for a few minutes. So welcome in, Jordan. How you doing? Good morning, Anita. Doing good. This is uh, you know not a bad December day, a meaningful December game at MetLife yeah, Stadium. I haven't seen many of those over the past decade. Here. Yeah, I, I said earlier, okay. both both the Giants and the Jets in, in the driver's seat. Uh, with that being said, the Giants coming off of two losses. And a big reason why is because some horrible flu bug um, has just, just ravaged this team. Started against the Lions. Uh, then, of course, uh, many of them had it in, in the Dallas game. Gave it to Dallas. Apparently, there's a bunch of Dallas players that are vomiting their brains out. And then now I'm hearing today that Slayton and Galladay are not 100%. What can you tell us about this illness? And who can we expect to be active and attractive today? Yeah, I'm still expecting pretty much everybody to be able to play. Uh, Slayton's been sick for a couple of days. He didn't practice late in the week. Uh, but he was at the facility the other day in meetings. Uh, he didn't look very good, but uh, that was, what, Friday when he didn't practice, but he was at the facility. So I expect him to be fine today, you know, another two days of, you know, loading up on fluids and, and getting better. Uh, but, yeah, uh, that side of the locker room, Galladay was added recently. But let's be honest, with Kenny Galladay isn't much of a contributor anyway at this point. Even, if he, even when he's healthy, he's not really playing much. Uh, so I don't think that'll be uh, have a big effect. And Gary Brightwell was the other one. Uh, he's actually not even going to be returning kicks uh, anymore. So, expect Marcus Johnson and that. So, so, I think the Giants will be fine. They're getting a lot of guys back from injury. I think that's the biggest key here. Uh, they're, they're in way better shape than they have been in the last few weeks. Aziz Ojolari coming back. Uh, Evan Neal. Uh, Daniel Bellinger. Fabian Moreau. I mean, Tony Jefferson. I mean, there's a lot of guys to get back in one week. So, it should be a big benefit. You'll see a a better team on the field today than you probably have in the past two weeks. 
Jordan, good morning. Great to have you on. Um, you talked about you players. Com- yeah, thanks. Uh, you talked about players coming back. Is this um, is this an indication of a push? You know, for you know, to finish out the season strong and to you know set things up going forward into the playoffs. And if so, what do you think needs to happen starting this week? Yeah, they got to get back to being able to run the ball. The Giants are very well aware that they know what their you know their recipe for success has been this year. It's run the ball, keep the game close, make plays in the fourth quarter, not get one-dimensional. That's why you saw at the end of that game against Dallas, right? They're not hurrying up and even just going and slinging the ball around the yard, even though they're losing, because they know that they cannot do that. They cannot live. They cannot survive that way. Uh, defense has to do better in the red zone. This isn't a great defense, but they, you know their key is to you know keeping opponents out of the end zone and uh, you know, keeping the, keeping the score down. So if they don't do that. They're in big trouble. The, the thing is, this week, if you look at it, Washington has the same recipe, right? Run the football, keep the game close, you know, rely on their defense. The two teams actually play very similar games. So it'll be interesting to see who outlasts the other one in that regard. And, uh, you know, the fact that the Giants are healthier certainly can't hurt. It can only help. I mean, you'll have Evan Neal back at right tackle. You'll have John Feliciano back at center. And then you'll have Nick Gates moving over after you started last week at center to left guard. So essentially, new, three new offensive line starters, you know, putting in there. Um, it'll definitely be a boost to the offense and the run game. Again, Jordan Renan joining us here on uh, 98.7 ESP, and you're listening to New York Game Day. Uh, th- this is this is a team, the Washington uh, Commanders. Uh, they they begin and end with the run, right? Uh, Brian Robinson, one mm-hmm. of the best storylines, I think, uh, after what happened with the carjacking and him getting shot, being able to come back and, and and play and be effective this season. And Antonio Gibson, even though he's dealing with some injuries, he's he is expected to play. Uh, obviously, getting yep. Ojolari back on the defensive line is going to be crucial. Uh, how how you know we we know that this is a Giants team. They're actually good against the pass top 10 uh, in, in regard to opponent quarterback um, uh, completion percentage. But how, how, do, how do they stop the run today? Uh, yeah, look, I mean, it's been a struggle for them this year, especially on the edges. I mean, that's where teams, I and mean, we've talked about this for weeks, teams have attacked them on the edges. So, uh, you know, I think you're going to see Tony Jefferson in a lot of the packages here uh, really changes to try and find ways to, you know, mask the uh, the problem that they have really at safety, aside from Tuli and Love, and uh, the middle linebacker spot. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them go in different sub packages to try and stop the run because they know that Washington's going to run the football. And look, it's actually it, Brian Robinson is a power runner. He's like you know run the ball you know, between the tackles kind of guy. That's actually what the Giants are better at. Uh, I think it would be Gibson that might be a bigger threat to them. So the fact that he's banged up and maybe he might not play as much might actually work to their favor in that regard. Talk to me about how that's going to affect the, the Giants passing game. So right now, you know, Washington um, average time of possession is fourth in the league, right? So which limits the right. amount of opportunities that you're going to have on the offensive side of the ball. What can or what do the Giants need to do to take advantage of every opportunity they have? It's, it's, I get that, you know, it's going to be a you know run game on both sides of the ball, but at some point we're going to be yeah. calling on Daniel Jones. How is he going to get that done? Yeah, I was just thinking, like, you know, it's like a battle. Okay, their, you know, their move is we need to be the ones that have the ball. We need to be the ones who, uh, you know, run the ball and keep that time of possession in their favor. So it's going to be a real battle of, of uh, two teams playing 
the same kind of game. Uh, and so it'll be interesting. But the Giants have done it all year. They've done a good job of working the play action, moving the pocket for Daniel Jones. I expect them to do that again today. You saw it on Thanksgiving for sure. Uh, because this is a good defensive front. They can't just sit there and go back and throw and pass. Like Their pass plays are going to be off that run game. Uh, play action, uh, getting Jones outside, getting Jones on the move, uh, misdirection. That's where the Giants are going to look to hit some plays. And, and I know the last couple of weeks they actually came out throwing early, and it kind of backfired in them a little bit because they, even though they hadn't been getting the running game going early consistently, I'm, you know, it was not always successful. They at least, to some degree, were able to wear teams down and then be more successful later in games. I expect them to go back to that today. Uh, let, let's uh, we, we, coming into, uh, of course, our, our segment with you. We heard Dan Orlovsky, and he said, you know, we still don't know what we have with Daniel Jones. As much as I, I respect Dan, and, and I think he's one of the best talents we have here at ESPN, I, I, I disagree with him. Like, like, to me, I've seen enough. Uh, what, what's the latest? What have you heard in regard to this team and, and their thoughts on Daniel Jones and moving forward with him, a potential contract extension? What, what's the latest? What are you hearing? Uh, not much in regard really has changed from the bye week. It's like they like Daniel Jones and they like everything that they've asked him to do. I think what Dan's referring to, and I, I kind of agree with it too, you know, to some degree, is that, yeah, I, and I, we know what Daniel Jones is, but we really haven't been able to get a, a sniff of what his ceiling is because of what he's working with around him. So, yes, they asked him to do uh, a limited amount to some degree, you know, the coaching staff, but that's because they have to. They literally can't just go back and throw the ball around and pass it because of their offensive line, what they are in pass protection, and mostly because of their weapons right now. So uh, it, it really complicates the matter, uh, and I think – they they like Daniel Jones enough where they know you can win games with them. I'm not sure we know what his ceiling is, and I think they're still at that too. And they're they're you know they're, they're going to be forced to make that projection instead of knowing for sure what they have in Daniel Jones. And uh, we'll see in the offseason. I think they want to bring him back, but uh, it depends. You know, at what price? What's it going to cost? And for how long? Yeah, I'll, I'll you know, split the difference on that one. If if it, if you are going to say that we don't know, you know, what the ceiling is on Daniel Jones, and you also have to say that it's not his fault because they haven't had no, all the pieces around fault. him to to be able to evaluate him fully. They failed him in that regard. I I feel that a hundred percent. Like over the four years, that's their fault. You should be in four years to be able to get up to a point where you look. He's think about it. He's never had a number one receiver. Never. Mm-hmm. That's an understatement. Um, so, so with, with that being said, let's, let's, let's take a look in regard to what's going on with Saquon Barkley, right? Like what we do know is that conversation has happened with the Saquon Park Barkley camp where reports are that it has not with the Daniel Jones camp. So what, what does that mean? And this is a conversation that Kiwi and I have had for, for quite a while now. And that is, you know, unfortunately what Gettleman has done to this team, making Galladay one of the highest paid wide receivers in the NFL and. Uh, you know, is, is, is useless. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're strapped. So, so, you know, can this team, I guess my question to you, Jordan is, can this team agree to a con- contract extension with both, or do they have to tag one to work out a contract extension with the other? H- how does that work financially for this team? 
Oh, yeah, they could do whatever they want. They're in really good shape financially after this year. They just have to get out of this year. Kenny Holly won't be on the team next year. They can get out of that deal. They'll, they'll eat some money, but it won't be anything crazy. But they're in really good shape next year to really do whatever they want. And I think that was the goal this year. That's why you didn't see any moves at the trade deadline. That's why you didn't see a lot of free agent signings, right? That's why they had to cut James Bradbury, right? They wanted to, you know, take their medicine this year and not have, and then be in good shape for the future and next year. So I, I think they have the option of franchise tagging either one of them. But I think what they'll likely try and do, and based on what we saw that they negotiated, they did go to Saquon to try and negotiate, is they're trying to come up with a deal for Saquon, and then that leaves the the franchise tag available to potentially use on Daniel Jones, even though it's a much higher number for Daniel Jones. You talked about how getting him some weapons. He had a pretty significant weapon in the building this week. Talk to me about OBJ and, yeah. and what the situation looks like. Yeah, the situation is, you know, from everything you hear, is like he kind of wants to be here. You know, like he likes the idea of coming back, the unfinished business part. Uh, the Giants were impressed with him as a person. I think the, the, the sticking point remains what the sticking point was originally. Are the Giants really going to pay him, right? Just think about the situation Odell Beckham's in right now. He's coming back this late in the season. What can he really bring at this point? So he wants, you know, he wants next year, right? That, that's the important part for him right now. Because think about it. If he didn't play the rest of this year, go look at the free agent wide receivers this offseason. He would literally be the top free agent wide receiver this offseason. Like that's, that's what the free agent market looks like at that position. So, uh, you know, you're basically signing the, the like one of the, if not the top free agent, one of the top free agent wide receivers, you know, a few months before he hits the free agent market. So, uh, and, but will the Giants pay him? I, I have my doubts on that part of it because, like I mentioned before, look what Joe Shane has done this year. The goal has been to get right financially is investing in a 30-year-old off two ACL injuries, what he wants to do, I have my doubts. Yeah, um, I, I hear you big time. Uh, really quick before I let you go, and, and, and Kiwi, I want you and I to dive into that conversation when we get back. But, but Jordan, before we let you go, you know, um, the NFL did not do the Giants any justice in regard to the schedule, right? Because now the Giants take on Washington today here. Next week, they have to take on Philadelphia. And then the following week, they have to go to Washington. Meanwhile, Washington, they take on the Giants today. And then they have a bye week. And then they get to host yeah. the Giants. So, I mean, you know, talk about a disadvantage, um, I tell you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it definitely is. It's an advantage to Washington. They don't even have to go watch film of another team. I've never seen this. I think this, this is quite interesting to have a bye and play the same team. But every team has a bye. So every team has that advantage against somebody at some point. Usually, right, they, the, the other team you're playing might not have been coming off a bye. So I don't think it's anything outlandish, but it certainly is. And I talked to a couple of Washington players, uh, awkward to have it. But, uh, you know, it's good. They, they think it's good because, you know, you could see basically they'll watch the, the tape after this game and they'll see, okay, what worked? And they'll just be able to build right off that straight ahead and yep. not have to go worry about another team, another team in the meantime. But – uh, yeah, this is what this is the NFL. Every team has a buy. Uh, every team benefits from the buy at some point, and uh, the Giants are just gonna have to plow through it. I mean, look, the goal, right, is I think realistically, if, if they split these two games against Washington, they're in decent shape. So uh, that's kind of what they have to do. That's what makes today so important, Anita, because this one's at home. Obviously, a little easier when it's at home, and rather than when you're the team that's on the road, two weeks. Yeah, and, and keep in mind, coming in, the Washington Commanders have not had a week off 
um, mm -hmm. or even a short work week in 13 weeks. Okay. So that so, makes it a so disadvantage for them, Anita, right? Right. For this, for this game, for this game. Today. Today. Yeah. Today. So game I'm for sure. There's more reason that it's important for the Giants. So. Uh, Jordan, always good stuff when you join us. Appreciate it. Uh, go kick some more butt on all the other ESPN platforms. Appreciate your time this morning. Thank you. Thanks, Jordan. You got it. Have a great show, guys. You got it. Jordan Renan, uh, our Big Blue Report brought to you by Two by London, the engagement shop by London Jewelers. Pick or design the perfect engagement ring to fit every budget at any of their six area locations. We get back. Uh, Matthias is going to have his keys to the game, the three keys that the Giants need to do in order to beat Washington today. Also, uh, we'll take your calls, 800-919-3776. And I do want to dive into this Odell Beckham Jr. discussion with you as well. My locks of the week coming your way at 940. Not sure if you want to listen to that because uh, I've just been god-awful the last three weeks. Uh, went 0-3 again last week. I know, I know. I told, what, to but what did back. I tell you? What did I tell you all year? I was just like, this isn't going to last. This isn't, this is, this is insane. I was going 3-0, 3-0, 3-0, 2-1, 3-0, 3-0, 2-1. And I told you, I said, this is, this is not normal. This is not going to last. And sure enough, the last three weeks it has not. I've gone 3-0 the last few weeks in, in, in one and two and another. So the, is this the bounce back week? I will tell this you is. this. I love the slate today. I love the slate. I don't know. Does that, does that help or hurt me? I'm not sure. But uh, my locks of the week coming your way at 940. You're listening to New York Game Day here on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Ready for Kiwi's Keys to the Game. That's right. It's time for Kiwi's Keys to the Game, brought to you by Samuel Institute for Pain Management for Pain-Free Life. Visit SamuelPain.com. Also brought to you by Slowman's uh, Home Heating Oil, 24-hour service. Call 866-OIL-DEAL right now to see how much you can save this winter on heating oil with Slowman's. Again, that's 866 866- Oil deal also brought to you by Bud Light. Enjoy your game day and by Eisner Amper. Eisner Amper develops winning game plans for business moving forward together. EisnerAmper.com. So with that being said, let's bring in, of course, Matthias Kiwanuka with his keys to the game. We already got the Jets keys to the game. Mm -hmm. Kiwi, it's time for the Giants keys to the game. What are they? Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, all right. So on offense. Uh, for the Giants, one of the biggest things is stay true to yourself. It's easy when you've had success all season long and then you hit a per period, a down period, you know, not running the ball effectively to 
to get outside of yourself and say, oh, we got to change it up. No, stick with the game plan. You know, continue to do what got you to where you are. Run the ball effectively. Keep the clock in your favor. You know, getting Saquon the ball short out in space to me is tantamount to a run, so that's fine. Uh, number two, they are going to have to throw the ball down the field effectively when the opportunity presents itself. You know, in a game like this, when the other team has a you know has a tendency to control the ball, you're not going to get a whole lot of opportunities. So when that when that play is there, when the situation calls for it you're going to have to take advantage of it um, third on the defensive side of the ball they're going to have to get sacks they're going to have to get pressure in these kinds of games sacks are tantamount to turnovers because they just don't present themselves a whole lot and usually when they are throwing the ball it's third and long and they need you know th this play to to save the drive or something like that so you know turnovers is normally where i would go with it but i would say in this game you know, you know put the pressure directly on somebody put it on the front four put it on the guys up front you know get out there and get a sack there's not going to be a ton and ton of opportunities so when it is third and long it needs to be everybody's focus hey we're going to get this guy on the ground and he's not going to get this ball off um, great keys uh, in, in regard to the Giants. Uh, keep in mind they are 6-1 against the spread as a dog, and they're a dog today. Uh, dare I say I think they're the, the wrong team is favored here. Like I said, Washington, 13 straight games without a week of rest. Meanwhile, the Giants are coming in with extra rest because, of course, they played on Turkey Day. As we spoke to Jordan Renan, they're getting healthier. Evan Neal back on the offensive line. They get their tight end back. Ojolari expected to play. Um, and their defense, believe it or not, top five in the red zone, top 10 against opposing passers. And as we know, Heineke, he just turns the ball over. He has at least one interception a game, five of his last six starts. You could wager, by the way, that Heineke is going to throw an interception. You get that at minus 130. So those are your keys to the game with, uh, of course, uh, Matthias Kiwanuka and, and how I'm playing it. Again, uh, already showing my cards here. Yeah, I'm not a great <laughs> poker player. Um, I do like Giants. I like the Giants getting the points. I think they win outright. And uh, both the Giants and the Jets today, I think they win outright. And I do like Heineke over, um, or not over, but just throwing in an interception at minus 130. Let's turn our attention to our conversation with Odell Beckham Jr. Again, coming in, having a cup of coffee, meeting with Brian Dable, meeting with the Giants. It's between the Giants. At least this is what the reports are the Giants the Cowboys, and, and the Bills. He's looking for $20 million a year with his age being 30, having a number of health issues, especially coming off of an ACL injury. I just think $20 million is a lot. I think that's too risky for a guy that is injury prone. Uh, just my two cents. Um, and there's also reports that he's not going to be able to contribute this year. It's not about this year. It's about next year. So with that being said, what 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 do you think the Giants should do, Kiwi? I think he First of all, I think he'll be an incredible asset wherever he lands. I think, I think he's definitely matured a lot as a player, and it's good that we're having this conversation about OBJ, and we're not necessarily talking about his off-the-field conduct or anything like that. We're really just focused on him playing football, which is you know means he's come a long way. What I think the Giants should do, um, they they need him. They could use him. You know, he he's our guy. He started off as as a giant. Um, it would he would bring energy to the locker room. He would bring knowledge. He would bring you know veteran leadership. But he can also still contribute. I think the the, the unknown is how healthy he's going to be. 
and so I think it really all comes down to um, you know the the physical aspect of it you know which we don't have privy to like how sturdy or is his um, you know how, how well have his surgeries been and and how available is he going to be if he's available consistently and he's and he's healthy and he's performing I think he's still worth that number do the Giants have it to give I don't know but really just comes down to his health and unfortunately we don't have that information Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Dave wants to chime in. Dave, welcome in. You want to chime in on OBJ possibly returning to New York? I do. Um, a couple of quick things. By the way, good morning. Um, number one, with all due respect, you're, you're asking Kiwi, who's a fellow player, to ask about signing another fellow player. The answer is always going to be to sign the player. Number, <laughs> number, number two, um, OBJ, other than the touchdown in the Super Bowl last year, you look at his whole career realistically, he's a great athlete. He gets hurt all the time. For the most part, he is not produced based on his compensation. And I would not I would not sign him no way. Okay. I I mean listen, that's fair. I, I here's the thing. I wouldn't sign him for twenty million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't. I, I think I think his injury risk is too high, Kiwi. Uh, there's no listen. There's no denying what OBJ brings to a football team on the field uh, when he's healthy. But you know, can you can you really rely that he's going to be active, as I like to call it, active and attractive for the entire season based on his health history and the fact that his knees are compromised? I, I don't. I don't think so. So um, so we'll see what happens there. Yeah, that, uh, one that's last the thing. Issue. That's the issue: is whether or not he's right. going to be healthy. You know that that determines whether or not he's worth that number. Let's be honest. Yeah, and, and, and also his age. It's not like he's coming in at like, you know, you know, 20, 23, 24 years old. I, I mean, you know, he's now in the 30s, mm-hmm. which I would I, love I, to see, be 30 again. At, but yeah, as a football player, at, that's a concern. It, it is. It is. I mean, I, I know how it gets when you when you get to that, that 30 number. But for me, the injury history is, is more important than just the 30 number like guys who are taking care of their body who don't have um who don't play those you know positions down in the trenches they can play you know significant you know number like number of years and play a lot longer but i'm concerned more about you know his health and how available he's going to be yeah absolutely absolutely uh also uh, some news out there san francisco this is very interesting and and i want we'll, we'll dive into this when uh, mike tannenbaum joins us on the program at 10 a.m and that is both sides, Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers, uh, are open to him returning in 2023. Mm. Very, very interesting. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Can you imagine Kiwi hasn't played in 700 days? Is that insane? Not being not playing football for seven hundred days. What what are you expecting from Deshaun Watson today? Uh, I mean, he hasn't played, but he still has the talent, and he's obviously been able to practice. So um, I, I'm expecting expecting some good things. Honestly, I, I think sometimes when when you've been held back and you've had a lot of time to to think and reflect, you know, you can come out the gates and put up some spectacular uh, performances. So that's that's where I put him right now. Uh. It is time for Locks of the Week. Let's do it. Anita's three Locks of the Week. That's right. It's time for Locks of the Week and uh, need to eat a little humble pie or maybe a lot of humble pie. Oh, and three last week. So where am I right now on the season? I'm 23 and 13, which is still good. I'm still in. 
if you yeah, if if you've played my my picks this season, um, you're still winning money. Okay, twenty three and thirteen. Uh, with that being said, this portion of the show brought to you by the Samuel Institute for Pain Management for a pain free life. Visit samuelpain.com. Also, this portion of the show driven by Coach USA. Make your commute to the city easy on a Coach USA bus for schedules and fares. Go to coachusa.com. Download the Coach USA app to buy, store, and scan your tickets. Also brought to you by Samuel Institute for Pain Management for a pain-free life. Visit samuelpain.com. Okay, we just heard from uh, Deshaun Watson. You said you're expecting big things. So am I, but I'm expecting big things uh, with, with, with the rushing attack, right? Like Houston is the worst rushing yeah. defense, has the worst rushing defense in the NFL. So I'm expecting Deshaun Watson and Chubb and Hunt to have a field day against this Houston uh, Texans uh, rush defense. And so uh, I'm going, so I'm, I'm playing my first two plays or two team six point teasers. Okay. So follow me here. Uh, so I'm going with Cleveland. I'm going to tease them down to minus two. Again, I think they're going to run the ball very effectively against Houston. In fact, I like I like Deshaun Watson anytime touchdown at plus one ten. By the way, you could get that at plus one ten. So uh, and and I'm going to align that up with. Um, uh, hold on one second. What am I going to? I'm going to line that up with with another. What was it that it was? Hold on, hold on one second. Because there's so many teasers that I love here today. Um, I'm going to line that up with the Baltimore Ravens at home, minus three. Uh, This is a Denver Broncos team. I'm sure you've heard the reports that Russell Wilson has lost the locker room, right? Like, they're just, they're done. Um, You know, on top of that, uh, Cordero, I mean, um, uh, Sutton uh, is is not 100%. He is expected to play, but he's been dealing with an illness. So he's not going to be 100%. Also, um, you know, you've got other injuries on, on in that wide receiving core uh, that, that they're dealing with. And defensively, I just don't think they're going to be able to stop the Baltimore Ravens, especially with Lamar Jackson and Gus Edwards. So I think we're going to get a heavy dose of, of, of Lamar Jackson and Gus Edwards today going up against the, the Broncos. The Ravens are at home. They're not at mile high. Uh, their stadium is going to be rocking. Again, a, a situation where they need to win. Very competitive situation de- developing in the AFC North. So I'm going to tease the Baltimore Ravens down to three. So that's my first play. Cleveland minus two. Let's call it the AFC North special. Cleveland minus two. The Baltimore Ravens minus three. Now, both those have to hit in order for that to win. Mm-hmm. Your th- first, first and foremost, your thoughts on those I two like, I like them both. Yeah, I like them both. Uh, with the first one, you got to consider Cleveland. You got to consider the opponent, right? So you asked me uh, what I expected out of Deshaun. Obviously, big things. But, yeah, their, their opponent has a lot to do with that. Um, and then uh, Baltimore, I like that one, too. I mean, they're, they're minus nine for a reason. And then you just right there. Lost the locker room, going up against Lamar. Yeah, I got it. You're on that yeah. track. Uh, game over. Game over. Okay, uh, now my second play is another two-team six-point teaser. But this is overs. So what I'm doing is Kansas City and Cincinnati, I think this is going to be a complete like uh, shootout. Okay? So I'm going to tease Kansas City down to 46 so I'm saying over 46 points combined for Kansas City and Cincinnati. Uh, the Bengals, they're expected to get Jamar Chase, hopefully Joe Mixon back. He still hasn't passed a concussion protocol, but it's a 430 start. So hopefully by then he will. Um, this is a Kansas City team. They score on 
40% of their offensive possessions. Their defense allows opponents to score on 40%. Meanwhile, Kansas City, they're averaging nine yards per play, third best in the NFL, and they have the worst red zone defense in the NFL. And both <laughs> these teams are excellent. I know I, I, I hate saying that because we both love Spags so much, but, yeah, yeah. you know, you got to call spade a spade. Um, and both these teams, excellent uh, in red zone offense. So I like over 46 points for Kansas City and Cincinnati combined. And this might surprise some folks, but I'm going over in the Dolphins 49ers game. Okay, so I'm going to tease that down as well. So I'm going over 39 and a half points for the Finns 49ers game. Why? I think this is going to be a shootout as well. The Dolphins third best scoring rate since week seven. Tua is getting the ball out quickly, less than 2.5 seconds, third fastest in the NFL. I know there's some concerns with the offensive line, but he gets the ball out quickly. And you've got, now here's where it really gets good, okay, Matthias? Uh-huh. Tyreek Hill runs out of the slot 40% of the time. It is the 49ers' biggest weakness, their slot corner. On the opposite side, the Miami Dolphins, they are allowing a 70% completion percentage to opposing quarterbacks. I think Jimmy Garoppolo tosses at least two touchdowns today. Um, And I know the 49ers, all this talk like, oh, zero touchdowns and 18 second half possessions. But who have they played? Andy Dalton in the Saints, Colt McCoy in the Cardinals, the Chargers in the Rams, whose offenses have been anemic. So this is a much different animal. You're down there in South Florida. You know it as well as I do. This is a much different animal with uh, with Tua in this Dolphins offense. So I'm again, I'm going over 46 total points for Cincinnati and Kansas City, and I'm going over 39 and a half points for the Dolphins and the 49ers. Your thoughts? Um, I like it. I like I like the reasoning behind it. You're saying San Francisco hasn't put up a lot of points, but they haven't been forced to, and they're probably going to be forced to. And Miami can obviously put them up. So. I'm correct. That's why you're going over Kansas City, Cincinnati. Definitely over. I, th- I think you're. I think you're good. This this might be your bounce back week. You should have some confidence. Oh, okay. All right. I like it. I like it. Wait. I still have one more because it's three locks of the week, and my last one is not a teaser bet. It's the Eagles, baby. Fly Eagles, fly. I've got the Eagles minus four against Tennessee. Follow me here. What does Tennessee do? They run the football, um, of course, with Derrick Henry. But the, the, the Eagles get Jordan Davis back this week, Kiwi. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I really do, with, without Jordan Davis on the field, teams are averaging 5.5 yards per carry. With him on the field, they're averaging 3.5. Just can we, marinate, can we marinate in that in just how significant a rookie nose tackle is and means to a defense? Is that insane? I think that's I mean, it's just, I think it's, I think it's unbelievable. Um, so, so a a big reason why I like the Eagles today is because Jordan Davis is back to help stop Derrick Henry. Um, also Tennessee is no bueno, not good against mobile quarterbacks. Uh, Mahomes put up 63 rushing yards in in one rushing touchdown. Joe Burrow rushed for 32 yards against this Tennessee defense. And last but not least, you know, each and every week, I like to bring the yellow hanky analysis to the program. Adrian Hill is the initiating crew. For this Eagles-Tennessee game, Uh, he has thrown, their crew has thrown the second most offensive holding penalties per game in the NFL. Well, guess what? Tennessee has the most, they're the most penalized team in this category on the road. So I I do believe they're going to get a lot of offensive holding penalties. You know how rabid 
uh, those uh, those Eagles fans are. So uh, so a big reason why, uh, you know, I, I don't necessarily like the number. I don't like laying the four, the four and a half, the five and the five and a half. I don't like it. But you know what? I'll, I'll play the Eagles today. I think this is uh, and, and there's a lot of sharp money, by the way, uh, rolling towards the Eagles as well. Your thoughts on this matchup? Yeah, I, I like your your analysis. I don't think you needed that many reasons um, not to bet against the Eagles right now, you know, with the way that they're playing. But um, no, I'm still I'm still on board. I think this this might be your week to bounce back. Oh, I certainly hope so. So again, just to recap, my three locks of the week. Again, the Eagles uh, minus four going up against Tennessee. I'm playing a two-team six-point teaser where I'm teasing the over down. Okay, Kansas City and Cincinnati 46, the 49ers and the Dolphins 39 and a half. I'm also teasing two two teams six-point teaser. Uh, the Cleveland Browns down to minus two. And uh, in the Baltimore Ravens down to minus three, let's call it an AFC North special teaser. And I'm, I always like to give you a little extra extra. And I've got my favorite prop bet. This might be my favorite bet of the day. And that is Trevor Lawrence over 252 and a half passing yards. Uh, he passed for over 300 against the Ravens last week. Detroit, their passing defense is one of the worst in the NFL. They're allowing 260 yards per game. Um, you know, the Jags have the sixth best passing offense. You know, Trevor Lawrence finally digesting, being able to execute Doug Peterson's uh, offense, his scheme. And he does have Christian Kirk and Zay Jones and ATN expected to play and is a big part of their passing uh, offense as well. So Trevor Lawrence over 252 and a half passing yards. That's my favorite prop bet out there today. So that concludes, of course, um, uh, locks of the week. Hopefully we get back on track and I go 3-0. and That would be tremendous. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks.